0: You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, senior pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Merry Christmas once again. Oh, beloved, we are getting closer and closer to the time we celebrate the birth and Savior of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How exciting! So, welcome to another episode of Doctrine and Duty, and this is the third in a five-part series on Advent hymns, an Advent series on Christmas hymns. And so we looked at, O Come, All Ye Faithful, the first week, the second week, we looked at Joy to the World, and now this, the third week, we are looking at, O Little Town of Bethlehem, written in the 1800s by someone known as Phillips Brooks. Uh, Robert Morgan writes in his Then Sings My Soul book that Phillips Brooks was six feet six inches tall, weighing in at 300 pounds. He was a Puritan. He entered the Episcopalian ministry and pastored in Philadelphia and in Boston. Uh, regretfully, his sermons were topical rather than expository, but he did write an amazing Christmas Hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem. So he was privileged at only 30 years of age to visit the Holy Land. And the story goes that on Christmas Eve, that's right, December 24th, 1865, traveling by horseback from Jerusalem, he attended a five-hour Christmas Eve service at the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. He was moved. Three years later, as he is preparing his Advent sermon series in 1867, he wanted to compose an original Christmas hymn. For kids to sing in uh, basically you know children's musical, and so uh, he wrote a little hymn of five stanzas, and he asked his organist uh, to, you know, write a new tune for his poem, he says. and um, his organist struggled uh, the night before the Christmas program, think about that. Uh, he woke up with the melody in his heart, and the next day. Six Sunday school teachers and 36 children sang, Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. Wow. I wonder what would happen uh, if Pastor David, our pastor here, our worship pastor, gave the choir one day, one day's notice to prepare a brand new song. Well, I don't know how well that would go over, good or bad, but I know that these people joyfully sang this song. So uh, it is to that song that we will now turn our attention. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie, above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. So the picture is of this quiet town, Bethlehem, still, quiet. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. There's there's darkness, there's stars, nothing special it appears. Yet in thy dark streets shineth, the everlasting light. Christ describes himself as the light. Of the world. John describes Jesus as the light that shines forth from God. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by, yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. A description of Christ as the eternal hope of any and all. So much so that in the next line it says, The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. The hopes of the Messiah who would come, those hopes are going to be realized, and the fears, of the world, of whether or not that Messiah would come, will be quelled and squelched because Christ the King has come. And then he gives the the reason or the answer to the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight by saying in the next stanza, for Christ is born of Mary. Now, obviously, we believe in the virgin conception and the virgin birth. Christ is born of Mary. And gathered all above, while mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wondering love. A beautiful picture of the angels' restless activity as they are messengers of Almighty God and as they work many times unbeknownst to us on our behalf. And of course, the, the whole idea of the angelic choir is there as well. Oh, morning stars, together proclaim the holy birth. All of creation, it seems, will have stood still. And we know it didn't literally, but there is this pause, this glorious pause, this glorious picture of everything stopping and paying attention to the birth of King Jesus. It says, O morning stars, together proclaim the holy birth, and praises sing to God the King, and peace to men on earth. So the angels sing, the heavenly luminaries, sun, moon, and stars, the focus of humanity, the focus of heaven, the focus of the entire cosmos is on this singular event how wonderful would it be today if all the world and we can still have lights we can still have trees and gifts and such obviously we have to have those things but if everything and everyone stopped what they were doing and everyone gave praise to god oh my gracious what what a day that would be how silently how silently the wondrous gift is given again little town of bethlehem how still we see the lie the lie above that deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. So there's just this quietness, unseemingly... Uh, this just this, what seems to be another day, another night, with nothing special happening. But then the wondrous gift is given. It says, so God imparts to human hearts the blessings of, of his heaven. And that is basically a reference to the incarnation or the enfleshment of Christ. The doctrine of the incarnation is Christ taking on human form, taking on human flesh, coming and being born of a virgin. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. Praise the Lord. O oh, holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. Well, that is a literal evangelistic appeal. Holy child of Bethlehem, Jesus born in Bethlehem, by the way, Bethlehem—cool story. Uh, literally in the Hebrew, it is Beth or Bet Lachem, and that is um, uh, house of bread. How cool is it that the bread of life was born in the house of bread? Mm, that'll preach. That's what I'm talking about. Every word from the Word of God is important. That's just one reminder of it. Oh, holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us. And of course, we know that Christ came. He was born of a virgin. He, he is the Christ child. He ministered on earth. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross in our place for our sins. He died. He rose again. He ascended, and Christ is coming again. So to us, He has, and He will again. He came, and He will come again. Uh, the first time He came to serve, the next time He will come to rule and to reign. But also, by way of the ministry, indwelling in presence and power of the Holy Spirit, Christ lives within His people through the Holy Spirit. And so Christ is very present here with us. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us. Come down to us. Descend to us. Be with us. Remain with us. And by the way, he is Emmanuel. How perfect is that? He is God with us. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. And that's the gospel. Desperate and weary sinners. Bound for a devil's hill. Cry out. In hopes of salvation, repenting of sin, and commending their faith, their hope, their everything to Christ, salvation takes place. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. And that references um, John uh, 3.16 and the story of Jesus and Nicodemus of being born again. It says, we hear the Christmas angels The great glad tidings tell, O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Reminding us that Christ is King, but also He is our Lord. He is Yahweh. He is the covenant God of Israel, the covenant God of His people. And He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. So having having heard the doctrine from this passage, what might our duty be? Well, first of all, um, we should learn and appreciate and remember good christian doctrine as it relates to the christmas story so that when it comes to christmas time it shouldn't just all be about lights and trees and presents and all those things that are wonderful in and of themselves but they point to something so much greater to christ the light of the world to christ the one who ever gives life to christ who gave his life so that we might live ours and so that we might live with him in eternity. So our doctrine is very important because it'll it'll influence our daily thinking and our hope. So that our hope is not in presence under a tree or a, a a supersized man in a red costume. That's not what it's about. It's about the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so that should affect our choices. That should affect our conversations. Hey really that should affect our Christmas Eve. That should affect our Christmas morning. That should affect our Christmas day. So let me challenge you when it comes to duty as believers. Um, you might want to sing a Christmas hymn with your family. You 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 might want to, you definitely want to read the Christmas story. Luke's gospel, Matthew's gospel are both. And you can read some of Isaiah's prophecies as well. Isaiah 7, Isaiah 9, Isaiah 11, if you'd like. You can read some of the Psalms connected to it as well. But definitely that should be our duty and focus on Christ. And then giving, oh, be generous at Christmas. Um, What else uh, as a result of this theology? Um, uh, Commitment, our commitment level, uh, re-up with Jesus if that's what needs to take place. Repentance and faith, and I think kindness and compassion should be uh, at an all-time high at Christmas, and then that that would be the thing that propels us uh, into the new year as well. Hey, listen, uh, I love you. I'm loving doing these hymns uh, and talking about Doctrine and Duty. I hope you will join us in person or online at Alexander Baptist Church. And, and do me a favor. Please uh, commend, recommend this podcast uh, to others. Uh, we want it to grow. We want people's lives to be changed. And we. Want, I just want to encourage you uh, each week. And um, so anyways, Merry Christmas. I love you. Take care and hope to hear from you or see you soon. God bless you. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.